When was the last time something truly took your breath away? When was the last time that you were genuinely amazed by something? Now, I got to tell you, if it takes you a moment to find that in your memory banks, it's probably common for a lot of us because we live in a culture where we're not really easily amazed anymore. Have you noticed that? Things just don't grab us the way that they used to. Um, I think it has a lot to do with information overload sometimes. I think it has a lot to do with just a lot of things in our culture. But, but being amazed by something is amazing. Last week we began this conversation about being amazed by Jesus, being in wonder of who he is. Jesus had this effect on people all the time. In fact, did you know there are 41 events listed in the accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where amazed was the word used to describe a people's response to Jesus. 41 different times they were amazed. Amazed is also the word that Luke uses in today's passage. Take a look, Luke chapter 4, verse 32. They were, come on, read it with me. They were amazed at his teaching because Jesus spoke with what? Authority. So they were amazed at his authority. They could sense authority in Jesus. Today, I want us to come to a point of being amazed by the authority of Jesus, even in our lives, the authority that Jesus has. This, this word authority, when you throw this word out, authority, it's a pretty strong word. It could be a very controversial word in, in our culture. For some of us, we react to this word authority. For some of us, we're in a little bit intimidated by it. We're maybe afraid of it. It, it. it fills us with maybe negative thoughts or abusive meanings. Authority is, is a really strong word. For many of us, authority describes someone on top of other people. Um, we think government, we think police, we think bosses, we think teachers, we think parents, someone in control of other people, someone with all the, the power. And in our culture, we tend to not like authority figures. Have you noticed that? Usually all forms of authority are, are criticized or, or attacked you know, we, we, we have a tendency to throw off authority. We often rebel against authority. We, we have a tendency to, to question authority. We don't like anyone telling us what to do. In fact, there's a phrase we say, you know, you know you're not the boss of me, right? And that's kind of what we hold to in, in our culture. Today, I want us to rethink this. Today, I want us to reconsider this, this issue, this idea of authority, especially when it comes to Jesus. Because when Jesus exercises authority, the thing that I've noticed, if you read through the New Testament, when Jesus exercises authority, he never exercises authority over us. He exercises authority for us. It's for our good. It's never to control us. We think authority means power, but actually there's a distinction between these two terms. Someone can exercise power without the authority to do so. For instance, here's a good illustration. A robber can exercise power over you by holding a gun to your head. But he doesn't have the authority to do that. But on the other hand, a police officer has the authority to use a gun only in certain situations. We hope that that won't happen all the time, right? But he has the authority to use that power. 
So authority is something that is given to someone. It's something that is entrusted to someone. Authority is granted so that someone can act with power to help someone else for a cause. This is Jesus. This authority that he was given, this authority to exercise power for the purpose for which he was sent, was to make a difference in our life, to change our lives, was for a good cause. And Jesus declares this authority that he has been given. Take a look at Luke chapter 4. This is an awesome thing. Jesus returned to Galilee and reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. So he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the capt- that captives be set, uh, released, that the blind see, that the oppressed be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. So he rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and he sat down. And all the eyes of everyone in the synagogue, looked at him, and he began to speak to them. He said, the scripture that you have just heard has been fulfilled this very day. What's he saying? All authority has been given to me to make a difference in people's lives, to change their lives, to set them free. And look at what it says. Everyone was what? Amazed by the words that came from his lips. Wow. Jesus says that his authority comes from God, that the Spirit of God, Spirit of the Lord, is upon him. It was given to him. And he demonstrates this authority not only in the things that he says, but in the things that he begins to do and he does throughout his ministry here on earth. Authority in his preaching, authority in his teaching, authority in his doing miracles and and healings, authority over demons, authority over nature. Jesus' authority is amazing, and it's something for us to be amazed by, and it leaves a huge impression on people. Take a look. Jesus went to Capernaum a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath day, he taught the people. And they were amazed at his teaching because he spoke with what? Authority. They'd never heard someone speak like this. And it says that in a synagogue, in the synagogue, a man who had within him an evil spirit shouted in a loud voice, Jesus of Nazareth, what do you want with us? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, God's holy one. Here's a question. What makes demons afraid? It's the authority of Jesus. Jesus can break the power of hell and can set prisoners free. And every time Jesus comes into contact with an evil spirit in the New Testament, the demon knows why Jesus is there. Even though other people may not be aware of what he's doing, why he's there, the demons know, the evil spirits know. In the presence of Jesus, the evil spirit blurts out in fear to one who has the the, the authority, to one who is superior. The evil spirit knows that Jesus' authority is over all the power of hell and Satan. He knows that. Friends, there is a real world of evil. People are affected by the power of Satan every day. It's not just fantasy world like Harry Potter. It's, weird. it's real. It happens. 
2 Corinthians 4 says that Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. We know, Paul tells us, that we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. And we are warned to watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. An enemy is someone who wants to hurt you. In fact, Jesus tells us that Satan, the enemy of your soul, has malicious intents. He says that the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But there's good news to all this. We don't have to be afraid. We sang a song earlier, and I caught it as we were singing it. There's a phrase that says, there is nothing to fear. You know why? Because we're told that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Amen? Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we know that Satan is the God of this world. Jesus is clearly saying, I've got authority. So in response to this evil spirit that blurted out these words in this church service, this synagogue, Jesus, it says, commanded the evil spirit, be quiet, come out of the man. The evil spirit threw the man down to the ground before all the people and then left the man without what? Hurting him. Jesus, his power is greater than all the power of the enemy. And the people were amazed and said to each other, notice this, with authority and power. You see the distinction? With authority and power, he commands evil spirits, and they come out. Jesus shows authority in what he says and what he does. So, so how much authority does Jesus have? I mean, that's really the, the issue, right? I mean, we know that he had authority in people's lives in that day, but th that was years ago, centuries ago. What about today? I mean, things have changed. We live in the 21st century. Things have changed, and issues have changed, and we deal with different things than the people did then. And so, does he have authority today like he did then? Notice what Jesus tells his followers, and he tells us in Matthew 28. Notice his words. I have been given, what's that next word? All. So what does all mean? All, <laughs> good. It means all. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. First off, who gives Jesus this authority? We know that God the Father gave it to him. In fact, the Apostle Paul tells us that God raised Christ from the dead, which we talked about last week at Easter. God raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at his right hand in heavenly realms. He is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things. God has given him that authority. What a picture of absolute authority that has been given to Jesus. And so then we ask, well, how much authority was given to him? All. 
And the writer John says, the father loves his son and has put what? Everything into his hands. All. Everything. So, if I believe what Jesus said, if I believe that he has been given all authority in heaven and on earth, how does that change my life? How does that affect my life? How does that apply to me? What does it do in me? This is what I want you to get down. This is one point that I want you to take home today. Since he has all authority, I can trust that Jesus is in control. Since he has all authority, I can trust that Jesus is in control. I can trust that Jesus is in control of everything. Even if a situation seems out of control. And I don't know what you're facing in your life, but I know what I'm facing. And there are certain things in my life that we're facing right now that feel out of control. I can trust that Jesus is in control of everything. Even if it feels impossible. Even if I don't see a way out, I can trust that he is in control. If I believe that Jesus has authority over everything, I can trust that Jesus is in control of anything I face. Any situation, any issue, any problem, I can trust that Jesus is in control. So can you, because he is. Would you bow your heads with me? Just for a moment, no one looking around, no movement, please. Just right where you are. All of us in this room, we face all kinds of different things. And some of us are facing things that feel overwhelming, out of control, impossible. We need to know. We need to know today that Jesus is in control and that we can trust him. We can trust that he is in control of everything, of all things. We can trust that he is in control because he's been given authority by God the Father and everything has been given into his hand. Every situation you face, every issue you face, every feeling you have, he knows. He's in control. Even if it doesn't look like it, even if it doesn't feel like it, even if you can't see things happening, he's in control. all the time, in every situation. He's in control. And I don't know what that does for you, but for me, that's something I can put my trust in. If 
there is someone who is bigger than my problems, that's where I'm going. If there is someone who is in control of all things, that's where I'm going. When I feel overwhelmed, when I feel like things are out of control, when I think that things are impossible, man, I'm going to the person who is in control. I'm going to the boss. That's Jesus. He is the head of all things. All things have been given to him.